Um, I'm going to ask everybody to stand um, as you hear the reading of God's Word from James chapter 1, verse 5. It's one verse today. James chapter 1, verse 5, and it says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I'll read that one more time. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Father, bless the teaching and preaching of this word today. May I move out of the way so that you may be seen, heard, and experienced. In the mighty, powerful name of Jesus, amen. So I want to ask you this morning, what do you pray for? Um, what do you pray for? Like, you probably pray for a lot, but is there anything that you pray for consistently? Just over and over that you pray for and ask God. I, I learned at an early age to petition God for things. Um, there's a story in the New Testament about a, a, a widow and it's called the persistent widow. And she goes to the unjust judge. And she asks him for something. He doesn't give her to her. And she asks again. He doesn't give it to her. She asks again and again and again and again. And she was so persistent that he gave in and gave it to her. It was a righteous request. And I remember thinking to myself, I should petition God for the things that are righteous and the things that are in alignment with his will because God wants his kingdom to grow. So why wouldn't we ask him over and over again for things that are good for his kingdom? Right? Well, that's why you're not doing it. <laughs> you should ask him for the things that you need. One of the things I want to encourage you to ask him for is wisdom. That's what we're going to talk about today. You should ask God for wisdom. God is the one who gives generously, and he can pour out all things to you. So why not ask him for wisdom? I don't know how wise I am, but I started asking God for wisdom at an early age. And I want to talk to you about today about petitioning God for wisdom. In several areas of your life, one, just in your life, asking him to make you a wiser person. Not a smart person, but a wise person, because there's a difference, and we'll talk about that. But also, I want to talk to you about praying for the leaders of this church that they will have wisdom. Because we don't need smart people leading this church right now. We need wise people. We need people who have, when I say wisdom, I mean people who are discerning the Spirit of God, who are seeking God's will and seeking after what He has for the church. That's the leaders we need. I would selfishly ask you to pray that for me. I pulled up in the parking lot this morning, and I realized that Mike Guffey, who's been the interim senior pastor, was no longer here. And I had kind of a moment of, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> it was just kind of this moment where I go, God, please grant me wisdom. Give me wisdom in this moment, this season of my life and thinking about the leaders of the church and all the stuff that we have before us that we need wise people. I'd also ask you today to pray for fathers to have wisdom. I mean, if there's anything we need as dads, we need the wisdom of God to know how to love our wives, raise our children, lead our families and lead people to Jesus Christ. Amen. That was a little stronger. I remember at a young age being intrigued with praying for wisdom. I read the story of Solomon, who was the wisest man to ever live. But I don't give him a lot of credit for the wisdom he had in marrying 700 wives. And I never really understood that. It's like the wisest man ever. He had 700 wives. I'm not real sure. No offense to the ladies. I read the story of Solomon, and God had granted him wisdom. And I, I don't know if you remember the scripture, but I want to walk you through it this morning. In 1 Kings 3, 5, it says this, it says that Gibeon, the Lord, appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, listen, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Now, if you could ask God for anything right now, what would you ask him for? What would you ask him for? God, I'd like to have the promotion, or God, I'd like to have the bigger house, or God, I'd like to have this, or God, I'd like to have that, I'd like to have money, or I'd like to have my health, I'd like to have whatever. 
Listen, he doesn't ask for any of that. It says in 1 Kings 3, 6 through 7, it says what he asked for. It says, Solomon answered, You've shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You've continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now listen. Now, Lord my God, you've made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here amongst the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Now listen to what happens. It says in 1 Kings 3, 10 through 15, it says the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you've asked for this and not long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you will ask. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you nor will there ever be. Now listen, moreover, I will give you what you've not asked for, wealth and honor. So that in your lifetime, you will have no equal amongst kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David, your father did, I will give you a long life. And then Solomon awoke and he realized it had been a dream. Now, did Solomon get wisdom? Does God grant it to him? He does. First Kings 4, 29 through 34 tells us, says God gave Solomon wisdom, a very great insight, a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the east and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than anyone else, including Ethan, the Esserite, wiser than Haman, Kalkol, and Darda, the sons of Maal. His fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs. His songs numbered 1,005. He spoke about plant life from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of the walls. He spoke about animals and birds and reptiles and fish. From all nations, people came to listen to Solomon's wisdom sent by all the kings of the world who'd heard of his wisdom. You think he was wise? <laughs> Woo! Now, most of us are very far from that. But we should ask God for wisdom. Now, when I was younger, I thought that wisdom came by putting your head on a pillow and praying for wisdom and somehow by osmosis, you just became wise. But I soon realized that wisdom doesn't happen that way, that wisdom from God comes from time with God and experience with God and petitioning God and crying out to God and making mistakes and difficulties and trusting God in the pain. That's how you get wisdom. I remember when I started praying for wisdom that God sent me off to Duke Divinity School. It was the hardest, worst thing I ever did in my entire life. It was so hard. It was the hardest thing. I just felt like I wasn't an intellectual, and you've heard me tell this story a lot, but I mean, I went up there, and I had an agricultural education undergrad, and everything up there was like Greek to me. I mean, it literally was Greek and Hebrew, and it, it, it was just like, it was just, just foreign language, and all these people were talking about things I didn't agree with in my theology, and the Lord was pressing me to know what I believed, and I had to defend my faith. I mean, it, it was like I was probably the most conservative student to ever go through the entire program. I mean, I just felt like I was a fish out of water and it pressed me to, 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 to challenge my, my, my mind and my heart. I remember when I started my first pastorate at 25 and I remember I was pastoring all these people that were like 40 years my senior. And I remember sitting down with couples that were having marriage problems and they came to me and they're like, well, you know, we're having these problems. We need to know what to do. And I was saying, I mean, the best advice I could give, I was just like, I, I just wouldn't have gotten married. 
<laughs> and that, that, that just wasn't good advice, you know, like I needed his wisdom. And then I remember the biggest conflict that I had, my first pastor, it was the, it was the, it was the first real conflict that I, had that, I, that I had this couple. And they came into the church and they walked in, there were two visitors. And they walked in, they sat on about the third row. And when they were sitting there, I saw this other guy come up who came every week. And I could hear him because I was standing, getting ready for the Sunday. And he said to him, he said, excuse me, ma'am, sir, you're sitting in my seat. And they got, they were offended, and they got up and they moved, and they went to the back. So that afternoon, I went to his house, and I said, I won't say his name, but I said, sir, I said, I need, I need to talk to you. I said, you can't ask people to move out of your, your pew. It doesn't have your name on it. And he said, well, actually, it does have my name on it. <laughs> I, I went back the next Sunday. It had his name on it. His family had given the money for the pew. So I, anyway, I, what I'm saying to you is that you need wisdom. I remember in, our, in the little church that we, we had um, choir members, and, uh, and, and it, I just started preaching, and I guess I really wasn't very good, and, and they just went to sleep while I was preaching. And so everybody in the congregation was being distracted by them, and I remember asking them, could, could you all just go sit in the congregation if you're going to sleep? And, and so, so most of them did, and then I remember one person told me they were going to quit, so they quit. I remember we had people come into our church who were addicted to meth. Um, I remember literally like they, a couple, I remember this specific couple that was really struggling and, and was trying to get off the addiction. And I remember the controversy that, that it was in the church that now you've got drug addicts and people like this coming into the church with other people. I remember a stripper came to church. You've heard me talk about the story, but she would came. She worked every Saturday night. She came to church on Sunday with her five kids. What I'm telling you is that in ministry, you need wisdom. It's not just in ministry, but in your job, you need wisdom to know how to do it and to ask God and discern between right and wrong. We need wisdom in this church right now. We need lots of wisdom. We need to know how to discern paths that we're trying to take. Just this week, we formed a committee to determine the vision of the church. Who are we? What do we believe? What are our values? What are our principles? We're going to be working on this. Before we align with the denomination, we need to know who we are. Who are we? You need to be praying for that group of people. We started a committee this week, a group that's going to get together and determine how we do worship times and how we all worship together and how it fits with the number of clergy and the reduced staff that we have. How do we do that? What do we do in the fall? Uh, we're, we're talking about how we just move forward in general as a church. We've got a subcommittee that's working on who are we hiring um, for the children and youth positions. We've got to hire those. We need wisdom. There's lots of moving pieces. What I'm saying, I'm asking you to pray for our church. But don't pray that people have knowledge. Pray they have wisdom because the Greeks had knowledge, but they didn't have the wisdom of Christ. We must have the wisdom of God in order to navigate things. What's the difference in wisdom and knowledge? Well, knowledge is just knowing. Wisdom is how do you apply that knowledge. For instance, back in the day when I got my um, driver's license, I remember we used to have to, I don't know how it works now, but we used to have to get a permit. And so we would take a written test, and then you had to ride in the car with somebody for six months. Now, if you just had the knowledge of the written test, it didn't mean that you were a good driver. In fact, you were a dangerous driver. You just took the written test and you passed it and you put a kid in a car who was 15 years old with a bunch of other kids is pretty dangerous. It's the difference in the knowledge of knowing things and actually knowing how to apply them. It's like if you have a map and you can read it. Just because you can read the map doesn't mean you actually know what's actually on all the detours and what actually, where the roads actually take you. Is it safe or is it not? What I'm telling you is that we need wisdom. As a church, we should pray for it. I... Uh, on Father's Day, I, I, I guess one of the things I, I, I would 
ask, I would want for myself, and I'm sure other men would, would to be wise fathers. Um, being a father is hard. You all realize that? Being a dad is hard. There's a lot of honor. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of joy with it. But I would say most fathers in here, probably their greatest struggle is that they feel spread thin. Do you guys agree with that? Okay. Well, this is how I feel. Say, this is how I feel. Um, you're trying to be a good husband. You're trying to be a good father. You're trying to keep a job going, trying to do everything that you've got to do. We need wisdom. We need wisdom as we, as we juggle these things. You need to pray for fathers so that they know, you know, as, as a dad, you're always like, I, all right, got to get my marriage. Marriage is good right here. And then you stop, stop spending time with your kids. Oh, got to work on this a little bit. And then you got your job over here. And that kind of goes down. And you're like, oh, man, start worrying about this and that. I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's just the life we live. But we need godly wisdom. Pray for your dad to have wisdom. Pray for your husband to have wisdom. Pray for your sons to have wisdom, your daughters to have wisdom, and your wives to have wisdom. Um, yeah, we end up, if you're not careful, we just end up kind of going through life just busy. Then we get to life, you're like, what did you do? I don't know, I stayed busy. <laughs> but do we really accomplish things for his glory? That's at least what I want to do as a dad. Raise godly kids, have a godly marriage, share the good news of Jesus with people. So let me, let me wrap, and by the way, I want to say this, um, bless you, um, I want to say this, don't forget to surround yourself with wise people. Um, a lot of us, I don't know how many of you have mentors, it's really good to have somebody wiser than you helping you through things. Um, Reverend Guffey, I know you guys saw him last week, one thing I really appreciate about him, he is such a wise man. Um, he is such a wise man. I, I have been in his office, I, I don't know how long, and I just say this to bring honor to him. I know he's not here this week, but I, I'd go sit down in his office. I'd say, man, I, I got some, I want to get your opinion on a few things, and I'm probably not going to take it, but I just want to listen. And, and I could sit and, and, and just share, and I ask him if he'd continue that relationship as a mentor. And I don't know if you have mentors, but you need mentors to ask people for godly mentors um, to praise God for Reverend Guffey. Uh, here, so a couple of things I just want to want to wrap up. Um, how do we attain wisdom? I'm just going to put these on the screen for you. One is that we fear God. Uh, Proverbs 9:10 says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding." So fear God, be awed of God, bow down to God. Um, don't 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 bow down at the feet of of smart people. Bow down at the feet of of our Savior. And, and he will, he will, he will, that's where wisdom begins because he's the giver of wisdom. Number two is to desire wisdom, to truly hunger. Do you want to be wise or do you want to just kind of get through life? But if you want wisdom, sit at the, the feet of Jesus and, and desire and have a hunger for it to be more like him. And then number three is to ask for it. Just ask and you will receive, knock and the door will be open, seek and you will find. If you want to be a wise mother, a wise wife, father, son, or daughter, just ask the God who gives generously. And then lastly is study God's word. How many of you are reading God's word daily? You don't have to raise your hand. I'm just, I'm just asking, how many of you read God's word daily? Get in his word. I can't preach it anymore. I know it's my job. But listen, get in God's word. It will solve so much in your life. You will be so ahead if you will start your day with God's word. 
Like if you would just get up out of bed, set aside 15 minutes with your cup of coffee and ask God his will for your day, write it down and study his word and write down your prayer so that you can look at that prayer a year later and see if that prayer came to fruition. I guarantee it will if it's within his will. Study his word. He will speak you through his word. This morning I was listening to the word audibly on the way to church and it was Proverbs and, and it's like, there was just so much wisdom in it. It was like, you know, just talking about how to keep a good marriage. I mean, I remember listening to that and, and um, it said something about a, a, a bad wife is like a constant dripping on the forehead or something. I love you, babe, but I'm just saying, that's what it said. It just, I just it stuck out to me and I thought, well, I'm glad I'm not there. But um, it talked about marriage and it talked about disciplining your children and how to discipline them. And then it talked about iron sharpens iron and how we should encourage each other. I'm just telling you, read your word and it'll solve so much. That's a sermon for another day, but it's so good. So all that, we got to wrap this thing up. Let's just ask our Heavenly Father for wisdom today for, uh, for leaders, for staff, um, pastors, fathers, mothers. I'm going to invite you um, to come do that today. It was, uh, it, was kind of, it was really powerful at the traditional service. We invited people to come kneel at the, the kneeling rail and pray for wisdom for our church during this time. And, and people flooded it. And then we sang, stand up for Jesus. I was like, well, that didn't fit. Um, Y'all didn't get that, but we, we sang, stand up, stand up for Jesus, and there, but everybody was kneeling. Um, but what I'm saying is, is we want to petition God and ask him over and over again to give us wisdom in this church as we move forward. And I have zero doubt that God's spirit's about to move in this place like never before, and you and I are going to experience the goodness of God and taste the sweetness of who he is. And I love you, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to invite you up. So let's, uh, let's pray. God, you are so good. You are so good. We don't even realize how good you are. The Bible tells us to taste and see the goodness of God. Um, Lord, we just want to taste and see and experience you. We pray today for those who may have come in in pain. I know there's a lot of people missing their dads, their earthly dads and fathers, like Chris said. And Lord, we just, God, we just ask for wisdom, knowing how to navigate things, especially for the guys that have lost their dads that don't have that person to call and help them discern how to go left and right and what to do. And Lord, we pray for the fathers who are here on this earth that you will instill in them godly wisdom. Um, I pray for dads to get up early, to read their Bibles, to seek you, to seek how to know how to be married and how to raise children, how to run businesses and whatever, man. We just pray for our staff, for our committees here who are trying to navigate so much. and um, We just thank you for who you are, Lord. You're a good God. And just ask you to bless, bless our requests and our petitioning this morning. So this is our prayer. Um, this last song or two, Lord, we just want to come just pray for our church and pray that you will bless us. We thank you. We love you, Jesus. And Lord, as always, somebody doesn't know you, we offer that invitation to confess you as Lord and repent of our sin and, and just claim the goodness of God and give our life commitment to you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.